What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. In this video, it is September 13th, Tuesday afternoon here. I'm going to be uh, going over the week two waiver wire report. So we just got done with our week one, and you probably need an extra guy or two on the end of your bench, or if you suffered one of the injuries, uh, you're going to need some reinforcement. So let's get into it. Um, I did put the link in the description below if you guys want to check out the actual uh, article that I'm showing here. We're going to start the video off with just showing some injuries to monitor here of course Dak Prescott out with the thumb injury six to eight weeks is the rumor Jared Jones didn't come out and say maybe four weeks at the best but I think for for Dak Prescott you're planning to be out with him for at least the next month and a half and uh, we'll go from there it's going to make the Cowboys offense really flimsy going forward so if, if you do have an Ezekiel Elliott or a CD Lamb like you should you should add reinforcements uh, in case you need to make a decision in a week or two to start this guy or that guy Mac Jones, uh, he had some back spasms. We were, I was awaiting more info, but it sounds like it's going to be nothing serious. Najee Harris with the foot injury, he came out and said he's going to play week two, which I don't think is a smart decision. I would love him to rest up and, and, and you know just take another week off and let that foot heal up. This might be something that he deals with for the rest of the season. Uh, but nonetheless, he's questionable for week two, even though he said he is going to play. Uh, backup running back Damian Williams for Atlanta. Rib injury, awaiting more info. He actually was on the field more than Cordero Patterson to open the game. So that one's an interesting one to monitor um elijah mitchell i have to update this to out for eight uh eight weeks here he's out for at least two months not going to be week to week he's more like month to month at this point here so uh, we'll talk about his replacement on the show here chris godwin uh they're listing him as doubtful for week two with his hamstring good news it wasn't the knee it was the hamstring so that's the positive here still not sure why they rushed him out there week one uh, but nonetheless hamstring for godwin Maybe on the shelf for two or three weeks. Uh, continue to stash him. Keenan Allen, he's already ruled out for week two here with his hamstring injury. They're going to give him the extra uh, you know, time to get ready for week three. They're going to be playing Jacksonville week three, so potentially back for week three. T. Higgins in concussion protocol. He's questionable for week two. Uh, the head coach, Zach Taylor, did say uh, it's looking optimistic, and uh, we'll probably know more info tomorrow on Wednesday. Alan Lazard, questionable with that ankle injury still. We'll see what his practice reports are starting tomorrow as well. Rondale Moore, still watching for his hamstring as well. Doubtful for week two. And then Wandale Robinson, we didn't really get much more information on his knee. We're going to list him as questionable here. And then George Kittle, hopefully he can come back with that groin injury. Um, so that's the major news that I saw here. If you have any to add or comments or questions, uh, please do so. And then let's get on to the quarterbacks here. So the way I kind of do this is uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to list everyone by percent rostered. So this is what I did. For the QBs, I did these QBs should be rostered. That's your Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Russ Wilson, Stafford, Lance, Carr, and Cousins. If any of those guys are available, please pick them up. Those guys are the top guys for a reason. Uh, and then after that, I'm looking at a bunch of guys here that are all under 70% rostered, uh, starting with Tua Tagovailoa. Tough matchup here. I do think he's worth an add. I don't know if he's worth a start this week, but if you uh, if you had Dak Prescott, I'm fine with adding Tua and maybe one more of these guys too to play matchups. Um, so again, if, if you have Dak Prescott and you're looking for that replacement, uh, I don't mind Tua long-term. I think this week though, Trevor Lawrence versus Indianapolis, Matt Ryan versus Jacksonville, Carson Wentz versus Detroit, and maybe Daniel Jones versus Carolina. Those are probably the top four plays of the week here. Justin Fields against Green Bay. I, I don't mind adding him if you if you have a Dak injure, uh, injury to replace here, but it's a tougher matchup on the road against Green Bay. Jameis Winston versus his old team, Tampa Bay. I'm excited to watch that. I don't know if I trust him just yet, but you could collect him and put him on the bench. Again, Matt Ryan, really nice matchup against Jacksonville. Carson Wentz just threw four touchdowns against them, so I think he is the he's the stream of the week if you needed a QB. 
Ryan Tannehill against Buffalo, no thank you. We saw what Matthew Stafford looked like against that defense. Carson Wentz is interesting. He might actually be my third favorite, guys. I think I would rank this as Ryan Wentz Lawrence as my top three plays off the waiver wire this week. <clears throat> on the road against Detroit, we just saw Jalen Hurts and company put up 38 points on the Lions. Mac Jones against Pittsburgh, probably staying away this week. Daniel Jones, though, he's got the rushing upside. He, he did throw two touchdowns last week, too. Could be a nice game for Daniel Jones. Uh, otherwise, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, you know. I don't hate Marcus Mariota. It, it is a tougher matchup on paper here against the Rams. They're going to have that sour taste in their mouth. Uh, but I'm interested in Mariota. And then for super flex leagues, you got your Trubisky, your Davis Mills, your Geno Smith, your Jacoby Brissett, your Flacco. And then Cooper Rush, we'll see if he gets added in super flex leagues. And if you're playing in super flex leagues and want to stash some guys with some hidden upside for the future, of course, Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Jimmy Garoppolo, Desmond Ritter, and Drew Locke. So go ahead and stash those guys. But for the most part, I don't think people are looking for quarterback advice unless they have Dak Prescott. So we'll move on to the running backs here. Uh, again, all these running backs are listed from percent rostered, uh, you know, from top to bottom here. Uh, under 70%, Kenneth Walker at 69.3. There's a chance he might be out there in your waiver wires. Check him out. Pete Carroll did say he's going to play week two. Uh, then we got some scat backs here. In PPR league, Naheem Hines and J.D. McKissick, they should be owned. I know they're, they're high percentage owned, but if they're out there, you should snag them as last players on your bench. For me, the number one pickup is probably Daryl Henderson. If he's out there, under 46% rostered, if you're in a 10 or 12-man league and he's hanging out there, he is he is the priority this week. He's in the best offense, has the best opportunity for touches. Cam Akers didn't look good. They also lost the rookie Kyron Williams for a little bit with his ankle injury. So Daryl Henderson in a potential smash spot against Atlanta at home this week. Alexander Madison, I thought he looked good, 45% rostered. I'm willing to stash Brian Robinson uh, for his potential week five, week six return. If not, uh, that's fine if he doesn't make it on that timetable. But if you have an IR spot in your league, he's listed as out. So you could, you could add him, slide him to your IR, and then go pick up another player. So something to think about there. You've got Jamal Williams, who racked up two touchdowns. He's just a good handcuff, uh, you know, bi-week flex option for you. Kenneth Gainwell, kind of the same thing. Khalil Herbert, kind of the same thing. These guys are just kind of uh, hanging out as like, you know, RB3s on our rosters. But if you we're in a pinch, you needed to start someone. They have a good chance at a touchdown every week. Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs blew out the Cardinals. He got all of his touches pretty much in the fourth quarter. So I don't know if there's too much to be excited about here. But we we, we should note that uh, he did get the touches. He got the touchdown at the end of the game, too. So Pacheco, someone worth stashing. Rex Burkett, I think if you play in a PPR league, He's the RB1 for Houston. We all wanted Damian Pierce to be that guy, but they continued to give Rex Burkhead the ball on first and second down as well as, you know, third down working two-minute offense. So Burkhead in PPR play, like in PPR, he's kind of a top 25, top 30 running back play, so I don't hate it. Rashad White, uh, he looked good in his debut. Uh, he's Leonard Fournette's kind of handcuffed, but he's still going to – I think he's going to continue to slowly gain more and more work as the season goes on. So he looked good, definitely worth a stash. McKinnon, kind of like a, a similar J.D. McKissick, Naheem Hines type guy. He did get some nice touches. Probably a little bit more work coming his way against you know tougher opponents like Thursday night against the Chargers. So I think he's fine as a stash. Kenyon Drake was the RB1 without J.K. Dobbins. Miles, uh, Mike, Mike Davis should not be rostered at this point. If you're rostering a Ravens back, not named J.K. Dobbins, it should be Kenyon Drake. Dontrell Hilliard, he caught two touchdowns from Ryan Tannehill. I don't know how valuable he's going to be or how trustworthy he's going to be. But again, I love in PPR leagues. I love scat backs that catch the ball. Definitely a guy I'm keeping an eye on. And then probably the, the hottest name of the week here is Jeff Wilson Jr., 
Um, Elijah Mitchell again out for two uh, two months here. That's going to give Elijah or that's going to give Jeff Wilson the starting spot for the foreseeable future here. He's looked good in that role in the past. Uh, the things that are different though from his past seasons is one, it's Trey Lance at QB, not Jimmy Garoppolo. So he could lose some touches and some goal line, goal line opportunity to Trey Lance. Uh, and then he's also going to deal with Debo Samuel. So I, I I think he's a good pickup. I don't know if I'm rushing out there to get him started week. You know this week against the Seahawks, he's probably a low end RB two. I get it. Uh, but then they're also, they're, I mean, they're going to call up some other running backs. I saw that they were, what was the note? They, they brought in a couple guys on uh, on workouts today. So they're probably going to be signing a running back here in the next day or so to replace Elijah Mitchell. But still, Jeff Wilson, you got the rookie, Tyrion Davis-Price, who was inactive last week. He's going to be probably be active this week. And then you also have the undrafted rookie, Jordan Mason. So uh, I like Jeff Wilson. I'm just tempering my expectations. I don't think he's like a league-winning lottery ticket if you miss him. I think that's okay. Uh, Boston Scott, there's T TDP. I actually like Eno Benjamin's role. He ended up with about nine PPR points. He's kind of like a, a Chase Edmonds light. He's going to get some carries. He's going to get a few catches. Uh, and in that blowout, he needed to get some work at the end. Ty Montgomery, I have to remove him from the list about an hour ago. They just put him on IR. So good news for maybe Damian Harris or Mondre. Maybe a little bit more work in third down, two-minute offense. Jalen Warren, I have him here with a high priority because I think the injury to Najee Harris is going to rear its ugly head at some point. Uh, it doesn't sound good if if – I owned Najee Harris in any leagues, which I don't. I would want him to rest this weekend. I want him to heal up. I don't want him stressing that foot uh, right away after after injuring it. So Jalen Warren, definitely a guy that should be rostered as a handcuff to Najee. And then Zach Moss, probably the last guy here that I, I think is a good add at this point. He did have a handful of catches. I think he had six catches last week. He did lose a fumble, but he's in best offense in football. He's going to get carries. He's going to get catches. And if anything happens to Devin Singletary, you got something pretty nice there. So he's a sneaky pickup. Uh, and then Brandon Bolden, he's just kind of the third down back there for the Patriots. So let me know if you guys are for the Raiders. Let me know if you guys have any questions on running backs. Let's look at the wide receivers here. Again, I have this list under 70%. These are the guys that are above 50. The, all of these guys should be owned, whether it's Myers, Burks, Moore, Gage, Landry, Dotson, Pickens, and Gallup. If you guys have questions on that, just let me know in the video or the comment section. I will answer your, your call there. But all, all all group, you know, this entire group, eight guys, they all should be rostered in, in, in deeper leagues. And then looking down the list here, these are some of the sleepers that I like. There's a lot of receivers. This is probably the bulk of the waiver wire priorities. But you got DJ Chark. DJ Chark actually had some elite numbers. And I was pulling this up. This is a great article. I might even post it in the comments after the video. This is by PFF. They go through and they, they locate all the snaps, the routes run, the targets, and the carries. DJ Chark, almost as many snaps as Amon Ross St. Brown, basically the same amount of routes run, eight targets. He was second on the team in targets in a tough matchup against Philadelphia. So DJ Chark, a guy who's going to be on the field a lot. Uh, if you watch my stuff in the summer, we were high on DJ Chark. He should have been on your benches already. Uh, but go ahead and pick DJ Chark up. I think he's a, a wide receiver three flex, you know, at this point. Marvin Jones is interesting. I have him at 45% here. I actually prefer his counterpart, Zay Jones. So if you have to pick up a Jags receiver, it is Zay Jones. Let me show you the work here for the Jacksonville Jags. Let me just find that real quick for us. Yeah, this is a great uh, reference from PFF here. Uh, I forget the name of the author, but I'll reference him in a second. Uh, but they basically just put all of the – for wide receivers, you want – wide receivers and tight ends, you, we care about routes run and, and kind of snap participation here. So for the Jags – 
Uh, Christian Kirk led the team with snaps and routes run, or he tied with, with Zay Jones here. But Zay Jones, 59 snaps to Marvin Jones is 57. Routes won 42 to 40. Zay Jones, nine targets. Marvin Jones, six targets. So I think both guys are viable, but I think long-term, I want the younger guy here. Zay Jones looked good, double-digit PPR points week one. So he's a nice add. You got Julio Jones here again with Chris Godwin banged up. I think it's pretty obvious Julio Jones is going to get some run. You got Robbie Anderson who actually played quite a bit. Uh, he kind of matched um, he, he matched DJ Moore with the, basically the amount of attempts uh, and snaps and things like that. So Robbie Anderson, the guy that you can add to the under bench, I'm cool with it. Um, Josh Palmer. He's the next man up for the Keenan Allen injury. He's going to be the number two receiver for the team in terms of snaps and probably routes run. Uh, it remains to be seen if he gets the targets. But last year, in games where if Keenan Allen was out, Josh Palmer stepped in and did really well. And when If Mike Williams was out, Josh Palmer stepped in and did really well. And this is probably a guy that has some of the best long-term value. Because, again, if anything happens to Keenan again with his hamstring or Mike Williams you know, blows a tire, something – could happen really nice for Josh Palmer, and he's a really talented second-year receiver. Uh, one of the priorities, I think, this week is he's he's got value for this game against the Chiefs coming up, but he's also got some long-term upside if there's another injury. Miko Hardman, worth a stash here. He did play well in week one against the Cardinals. Rondell Moore, we're probably going to see his number dipped as, as people are dropping him, but he's worth a stash if dropped. Uh, Romeo Dobbs looked promising in his debut with the Packers. I think he had about eight PPR points, should continue to climb with routes and snaps and things like that. Nico Collins, kind of a disappointing debut. We'll hold on to him, just someone to monitor here. Actually, I have Christian Watson labeled here with a, a couple bold stars. I have him as a stash. He led all Green Bay wide receivers in routes, which is important, uh, over Sammy Watkins and, and Randall Cobb and things like that. So this is a player here whose role should continue to grow. And uh, who knows? He could be a, a, you know, a, a high-performing receiver at some point this season. Isaiah McKenzie worth a stash here as the PPR receiver. Probably the, one of the best ads of the week, though, is going to be Curtis Samuel for the uh, for the Washington football team commanders. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but here we go. We're looking at the, the snaps. 69 snaps for McLaurin, 68 for Dotson, 55 for Samuel. So he's kind of the clear number three. Uh, but what I like about him was when he's on the field, he ran a lot of routes, almost as many routes as McLaurin and Dotson with 36 here. Uh, and then 10 targets to lead the team week one and four carries. So 14 total opportunities. That's signaling to me that they want to get him involved, uh, whether it's quick screens, you know, quick handoffs, things like that. He's kind of a gadget player. He had success doing this in Carolina with Ron Rivera earlier too. So I know he's the number three receiver. He's going to be behind those guys in terms of snaps and routes run most of the time, but they manufacture touches for him. Good matchup against Detroit coming up this week. So I love Curtis Samuel. He's Probably my waiver wire pickup of the week is the Washington offense surprised us. I know it was against the Jags defense, but hey, uh, you gotta sometimes gotta follow the touches. KJ Osborne, someone to monitor here. Corey Davis is worth a pickup. He led the Jets in terms of snaps and routes and things like that. Sterling Shepard looking good from his Achilles. He's worth a snag. Devin Duvernay's fine. He kind of blew up. I just don't know if we're ever gonna feel comfortable starting him. Donovan Peoples-Jones led the team in targets and I believe routes as well. Uh, but again, check the article in the description below. You can check that out for yourself. I mentioned Zay Jones. Noah Brown was looking fun until the DAC injury. And then Kyle Phillips, he was actually the one of the best receiving plays from the Titans here. Uh, he ended up with uh, almost, I think, double-digit PPR points. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's the, he's the slot receiver here. And if the Titans are losing games like they will be against Buffalo, you're going to see a lot of those short-area targets to Kyle Phillips. So he's a good stash. 
will monitor DeAndre Carter for the Chargers. And then Richie James getting a lot more playing time than anyone would have expected, especially over Kadarius Toney. So those are my wide receivers for the week. Let's move on to the tight ends. Again, you got your list of tight ends that should be rostered here. If not, you should pick them up. I think Hunter Henry, Mike Jasicki might even be well-owned as well. I don't think Noah Fant's going to be worth anything this year. Their usage didn't look good last night. Uh, but the guy to pick up here is Tyler Higby. He was a force the other night against Buffalo. He's in there a lot. He's running a lot of routes. He had like 11 targets. Kind of the number three target right now uh, for Matthew Stafford. And actually, he served as a number two target in the first game. So Higby looking like a really good pickup, about 50% owned. Uh, Irv Smith, not a very exciting week one usage. Hopefully, they ramp up his workload here. So hold on to Irv. Hold on to David Njoku. Alberto Quagunam, worth a shot here if he was let go. And then the guys that I'm actually most excited about are right here. Robert Tunyon, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Gerald Everett, Logan Thomas. All of them saw very promising usage. All of them have, you know, maybe seven to eight point PPR floors here uh, in terms of ranking who I want the most. It might be Gerald Everett. You know, the injury still is broken on Keenan Allen. He could be the number two, number three target in that offense behind Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. Uh, Evan Ingram was fine. Hayden Hurst looked good. Uh, but again, that was kind of a product of T. Higgins missing some time. And then Robert Tunyon is actually the guy I think I'm most excited about because he didn't play a lot of snaps, but he did see five targets. Like he's got room to grow. You know, he's just coming back from his ACL. Things can be looking good for Tunyon. Uh, and then same can be said from Logan Thomas. I think you want to try and target one of these guys. That Washington offense looked pretty good against the Jags. Moa Lee Cox, probably not happening for him this year. He got out. Um, he had uh, less routes run than the second-year tight end, Kylan Granson. Taysom Hill, hard to trust. I actually like Tyler Conklin here. He had a lot of routes run for the Jets, kind of like their third, fourth target option in that offense. Don't pick up O.J. Howard yet. He only ran six routes the other day. I know he caught two touchdowns, but that's going to be hard to uh, hard to point down. Again, don't sleep on Kylan Granson. He he had more production than Molly Cox. And then the Saints tight end, Jawan Johnson, actually was the tight end that ran the most routes and had some nice plays. He had about seven points in PPR league. So keep an eye on those guys here. Try and target someone from this group if you can't get Higby, though. Uh, the defenses again, I know most of these defenses are owned, but I just put up a bunch of defenses that I like here. Buffalo versus Tennessee. That's a smash spot. Green Bay versus Chicago, Denver versus Houston. They're only 30% rostered. So that's a decent play. The Cleveland Browns, 46% rostered. They're going up against the Jets. The Bengals versus the Dallas Cowboys, the Rams versus Atlanta. I think these four teams are the ones you're looking for off the waiver wire this week. I'm sure the 49ers are already owned going up against Seattle Colts versus the Jags. Ravens versus Miami, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans, like all these defenses are probably owned here. And then some final uh, teams that might be available still, the Steelers against the, the Patriots. Steelers defense looked great against Joe Burrow. Patriots against Pittsburgh, that's going to be a low-scoring game. And then one of these teams, the Giants or the Panthers, could be a nice sneaky play. And then we'll finish with this, some stashes uh, on defense here. If you guys play defense leagues, these teams have nice schedules. The Chargers, they're going to play Jacksonville, Houston, and Cleveland weeks three three through five. The Browns have a nice schedule the next three games. Jets, Steelers, Falcons. The Cowboys, after this week, they I mean they play Cincinnati this week, but they get the Giants and the Washington Commanders. Eagles get Washington and Jacksonville weeks three and four, and the Bears get Houston and the Giants. So uh, that's about it for me on this one. Fun video. Let me know if you guys have questions. Follow me on TikTok. I did post some things on there too. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Uh, and again, check out that PFF link. I'm going to post it in the comments after here. It's got everything you need to know. And for wide receivers and tight ends, even for running backs, like we want to know who's getting the snaps, who's getting the routes. Very good indicator for fantasy. So thank you guys so much for your time. Have a good, uh, have a good rest of your night and uh, good luck on your waivers. Peace. Peace.